0: welcome back to the constitutional's podcast. I'm your host Chad White and this is the premier podcast for the website cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. I realized that uh, I'm if you're if you're a listener to this show and I hope you are at this point. Uh, I realized that um, I'm recording on my phone. I'm shooting I'm shooting at uh, work in the middle of the work day right now. recording on the phone and I should uh, oh here comes a guy. Here comes a guy. He's going to see me talking to myself. Uh I uh, I should have flipped the camera around um, to uh, uh, to make it on top. But you know what? It doesn't matter. Let's get on with uh, whatever we're doing this week. There's no news. And that's a bad thing. The guy's about to pass. Uh, he's not looking at me. I'm looking at him. <laughs> if he, you pass me, I got to make eye contact, buddy. Good thing I did roll the windows down. Bad thing, though, because it's hot as balls. It's so hot out here. I, I had I an had entire week to to shoot news time and I didn't do it. It is my fault. Uh, I except for one night I was super busy, uh, but also I didn't have an idea of what I wanted to do. Uh, I'm watching somebody. This is a one-way entrance uh, that's about I would say uh, seven clicks away from me. I don't know, <laughs> and somebody just couldn't get into one of the gates, and they turned around, and I don't know how they're going to go on that street because it's an entrance that. It's you can only turn into, so they're probably breaking the law right now. Anyhoosers, and I just didn't, I just didn't do news time, uh, which put, which always pushes back the Constitutionals. So here we are. This is episode 170, and the first time I actually remembered it got it right. And uh, there's no news this week because uh, this is a time of the year when nothing really happens, uh, and if it is news is just like small things like a show was renewed or a show was picked up or like a movie got a distributor or something. Nothing I could really grasp on it and talk about As you know, uh, I'm, I'm nearly, um, merely, excuse me, merely 50 feet, 50 clicks, so many clicks. That's what the sequel should be for Adam Sandler's click. This is not the first time I brought this up today. Uh, to myself obviously of course Uh, I mentioned the movie Click this morning thinking that if I oh if I could just fast forward to I'm about to move and like oh I just fast forward a couple of weeks and not have to pack anything (laughs) and just like have have uh, have that version of me do everything Uh, anyway I'm only I'm like 50 feet away from where I called this I dubbed this podcast uh, entertainment uh, slash or entertainment comma business news podcast something like that so, that's a little fun fact. That's that's where I am right now, um in the uh recording this show. Hey, let's get on with it. Also, did not put up that Kyle Connain interview <laughs> like I said I was going to. It's been a really long week, guys. So many breakthroughs though. All right, so I thought that I have I have a bunch of ideas in reserve, and so I thought that uh, a good one, I'd I pull one of them out and it's a good it's a good time of the year to do this because like I said there's no news and uh, news shows or movies and everything is kind of slowing down um, but we've got a late night report card that's what we're going to call this episode late night report card I had this idea uh, a couple of probably it was definitely in 2019 uh, but maybe even last year around this time and it is uh it is an idea where i think that every so often i'll sit down and uh sometimes i'll watch you know a, a bunch of late night uh like over the course of like a couple of weeks if everybody's on and i just want to check up on the the people i don't usually watch uh then i'll i'll come in and i won't say who it is but i mostly watch conan seth Daisy, and zamiro and samantha b uh and <laughs> <laughs> and uh and i and i and i and uh, i like to keep i like to keep tabs on them uh, because i think it's i think it's uh late night is a very good um funnel for for comedy and for talking to people and so actually i want to get into this late night shows i was looking i was looking up the what shows i was gonna cover and i i knew which ones i was gonna cover but i didn't I didn't know uh, which ones are considered late-night shows and which ones weren't. And pretty much they're... Oh, Jiminy Christmas, guys, come on. Late-night talk show. Uh, there's a... there's a, You know which ones are which, and obviously, but maybe I should point my mouth towards the microphone. Also, I have no idea how this sounds. I had to turn off the car because the, the, the wind... <laughs> the uh, air conditioning was just so freaking loud. Uh, Okay, well, we have an issue. Anyway, the late-night shows that were considered late-night shows, alongside, you know, the late show or uh, the late-late show or uh, late-night, all of them were like uh, Katie Nolan's Always Late on ESPN, um, Real Time with Bill Maher. uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to mention that or not, because I took it off the list, uh, even though I did watch a couple of... um, She got an email from Nintendo. Big news. (laughs) Even though I was going to watch... Even though I did watch a couple of clips uh, of the recent episodes he's done from home. And uh, and then more or less some other um, shows. Maybe I point the microphone right here. So that I'm looking at the camera instead of having to force my way over there. (laughs) Okay. So the shows I'll be looking at uh, that are currently on, that are late night, that aren't... Like that that are are consistently on and uh and more so more or less consistently on i include um and just a bunch of other little parameters that i think matter for it to be dubbed uh one of the a-list a-list uh uh, late night shows they are late show with stephen colbert the late late show with james corden Tonight show with jimmy fallon late night with seth myers a little late with lily singh conan full frontal with samantha b the daily show with trevor noah Last week tonight with John Oliver, Desis and Miro, and Patriot Act with Hassan Minaj. and uh, and so uh, so those are the shows I'm looking at. I think that's what eleven shows, something like that. Um, and there are some caveats here and there. And the reason I didn't include Real Time with Bill Maher is because uh, I just don't like it. No, it's um, it's a. Uh, I think that show. This one's tough. Because it comes on on Friday, but there are—I mean, that doesn't—that really shouldn't matter. Uh, but if Busy Phillips' show was still on E, I would definitely consider it part of the late night camp, even though that came on Sunday through Wednesday. Uh, but I think Real Time with Bill Maher is more of a chat show than it is a late night program, so it's more—I hate to compare it to Oprah's to Oprah's show, but it's more Oprah. Speaking of which, I think oprah i, I, I was watching clips of Bernie Mac on Oprah. I was i was I went through a whole Bernie Mac uh bender for for i' don't, for reasons unknown but I was watching clips of uh Bernie Mac and Oprah and then I watched a bunch of other Oprah clips that are on Oprah's YouTube page. I think that if Oprah struck a deal with uh netflix hulu Amazon any streaming service uh to have her old episodes her, her old catalog streaming it would make Gangbusters! Like she would make more money than she has right now, and she has a lot of money. I, I just, I think that'd be a very lucrative deal for any one of the streaming services to snatch up. And I guarantee that she owns the rights. She, it's, it's like a, it's like an artist, a musician that owns the masters to their music. Uh, and 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 so they, you know, like who's who it? Tom Petty, who doesn't want the uh, the Trump campaign, Trump administration to play. His music, uh, Won't Back Down. Is that Won't Back Down? And uh, Won't Back Down. He he won't allow Won't Back Down to be played uh, at uh, the rallies. Yeah, Tom Petty. So, um, yeah, I think that'd be great. I was thinking about this earlier this week. I just wanted to float that idea out there. So go ahead, Oprah. You can have that idea. You're welcome. I would like at least 3%. though. Spit a little bit when I said that. All right, so let's get on. So this is not meant to judge people or anything. These I watch pretty much all of these shows except for one of them. And I will not say which one because <laughs> uh, I do like the host. I just think that this person needs to tighten it up. Uh, and uh, oh, yeah, Colbert and Corden are going back to their studios, not to their studios, but they're going back to studios uh, just like Conan went to Largo, so it'll be interesting to see where they go. I think they're coming back next week. We'll see what happens. Um, so here we go. I'll start with uh, Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert's show has, I would say, only... So let's do this in a, in a couple of ways. Uh, we'll tighten it up next time. But I think Colbert's show has gotten, uh, let's say, during the pandemic. Uh, so pre-pandemic, it was a typical show. Uh, I do think it was a little... And I used to have this whole thing about not, um, about audience, Audience audiences clapping too much. And I I still think it's way too much, especially in late night. Um, But I was watching old uh, Carson clips because Carson is on um, Peacock right now. Some episodes on Peacock. And so I was watching some episodes of Carson and uh, the audiences there still, you know, clap a little bit too much for me. Uh, it's it's worse when it's like Married, married with Children. Uh, watch watch the later seasons of Married with Children, and Jesus, it's just insane the audiences. It was it never got that bad on Friends or Cheers or uh, Big Bang Theory. It never got that bad. So anyway, uh, uh, pre pandemic, a lot of clapping, uh, and he was playing to the audience a lot, which is obviously what a host should do, but. Uh, It was, it was, I want to go back, use the word obvious. It was a little bit obvious. But Colbert, I think, uh, transitioned really well to doing this from home. I think his earlier episodes, the first one he shot was in a bathtub. That was really good. And the, and then he was out in his backyard. He did a really good job there. And then it kind of got honed in where there's a point where during the pandemic, when late night shows either, Get the cameras they need, or they don't. There's no in between. No, no one stopped, uh, and we'll talk about that a lot when we get to Seth Meyers. Uh, but Colbert, I think he's thriving. Thriving. He like I'm. A, a lot of these uh, hosts are thriving outside of the studios, uh, without the audience, you know, clapping every uh, other sentence because they they heard something that they liked. What is this like? Why applause breaks? I don't understand it. Like they clap because they they like something, and I know it's not just the audience saying, you know, choose and do this on their own. But a lot a lot of it starts like that. I know it could be a producer pressing pressing the applause sign button, but it's too much. We need to stop it. We don't need to pat it. The show is already 42 minutes long. Uh, you cut some of the clapping out, it'll be 35 minutes. That's enough for another another bit or a sketch or a segment. Come on. And, uh, so, so Colbert is doing well. Uh, I wish they would find some way to have more John Baptiste in it. He's, uh, he's a sidekick, technically a sidekick, so he needs to be a little bit more uh, involved in that. But it's, it's hard right now to have the sidekicks in. I don't think anyone, I'm looking down, I don't think anyone really has sidekicks really being involved. Uh, Fallon only got to, Fallon's, Fallon only gets the rapport, you know, post going, not post pandemic, but mid pandemic, but uh, post doing it from home. He's going back. So, anyway, let's go. Let's continue. I'll, I'll talk about him later. Um, but yeah, Colbert's doing a great job. His interviews are great. He, uh, the episodes look good. Uh, and so when he goes back to the studio, I assume next week, uh, then we'll see what happens with that. Corden was a different story. Not too different, but. Uh, noticeable he didn't come back as soon as you know conan fallon seth and uh even samantha and Mir- like he did not come back as as quickly as the others uh i would knowing that he i don't want to say doesn't like doing the show but knowing that the show tires him out because I, I think before he signed his extension uh, with cbs a couple of years ago he said he'd be okay with not doing the show, something like that, don't quote me on that, but he said, he said something along those lines, and I get it, because a daily, a a, a nightly show, hour-long show, and you've got to have, like, that same type of energy every single night, and telling the same type of jokes every single night for years on end, like, Jesus, like, I I get it, even though I want to do it, um, (laughs) I would definitely love to do that, uh, but he came back shooting from his garage, and it's, he, I think he thrives in front as much as I hate to z- thrive. As much as I hate to say that the audience helps him, the audience really does help Corden uh, in his in his program with an E because he's British. I th- he, he's James James does he does play to the audience. They everyone every single uh, host here plays the audience well, but he does it in such a way that he's with them on everything. Like uh, with Colbert, for instance. He's, or John Oliver, he's trying to teach you something. Colbert, he's leading you through something. Uh, Conan's, you know, making you laugh uh, through everything. But Corden, he is in the audience. He's also an enjoyer of whatever's going on. So that's why, that's why you know, Carpool Karaoke or uh, Spill Your Guts, any one of those segments, that's why those play so well. I mean, you know, that's B, A, because they get these super famous people to sit down and do those things. But then B, it plays so well because he is along for the ride with the audience, uh, like or the intersection things, the things with the intersection musicals. Like those are, I don't watch a lot of Corden, but I know everything about that. <laughs> so crazy. Um, so, I it's uh, his. So he has uh, Reggie Watts and the the late late show band, <laughs> whatever they're called, and they're on TV screens off to his side doing you know that stuff. But there's just like he I watched a cup a clip a couple of clips where the Muppets made an appearance, I think, last week, his last week. And also his the uh this is the same problem I have with Disus and Miro Miro. They both of these shows most more or less more more morally. More Disus and Miro that does this but there, the shows went on hiatus, and then like for so 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 long. Like last year, Decease Romero went on hiatus for like three months before uh, the fall started again, and that was crazy. But Corden left the studio, went on hiatus, and then that was like seven, like six months. <laughs> it wasn't that long, but it was a very long time. Uh, but I watched the Muppet, the Muppet clips where, and it just seemed like. Obviously, he's acting, and they're trying to get to a specific point so the Muppets can sing a song. But I saw the through line. I saw the thread, and it just didn't work for me. And that's what a lot of Corden does. But all in all, I think he's doing a great job. I think he did a great job. We'll see what happens when he goes back to the studio. Next up, Fallon, who is proto-Corden. And, and, uh, uh, you know, he... Was the one who started uh, doing the shows again, and it was great. Oh, Kimmel! I didn't have Kimmel on here. That's who I'm missing. I knew I was missing somebody. Kimmel should have been first. You know why? Because he's not on right now, and he has all these guest hosts. The I'll put I'll put Kimmel after uh, Lily Singh. Wow, Kimmel. Okay, that's who I was thinking about. Uh, I knew I was missing a James or a Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> Fallon, Fallon's a, a very, his, uh, so his show came back and then he got caught up with some controversy because of an old blackface sketch, but people are just pulling things out of their ass right now to cancel people. And, um, I think he, I think his home shows are good. There's a lot of, he and Conan and, and sometimes Seth have, or have fallen into this, um, they don't have as good of technology as, <laughs> As they should have for, uh, as, or as, as we can give them as the human, you know, technology driven race can give them. And in that, uh, they're all, they're all still doing these interviews over, uh, you know, web zoom stuff. And obviously you have to, but there's only so like Fallon's interviews when he was still at his, uh, I assume vacation home in, uh, in New York, uh, New York state. It was so tough to watch those interviews because there's always that the, the Zoom lag. You know, the someone's telling a story, then they end it, and then you're like waiting one, two, three. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny. That's funny. Like stuff like that. And I'm glad we're done, kind of done with that. Uh, but And I'm, I'm glad we're trying to push for better ways to, to do the shows from home or from studio with a limited audience. So, uh, yeah. That's that's the only that's the, I think that's the only place where uh, Fallon falters. But he he did just do a uh, send up of the Trump Axios interview from a couple of days ago, and I thought that was a really well done sketch, and um, during his monologue. So take that as you will. Fallon's doing a good job too. Late Night with Seth Meyers probably doing the best job out of everybody. He's a man there. His team has managed to do uh, the closer look segments uh, really. Um, what else uh the uh the one with amber ruffin and the uh and the other writer who's a lesbian they managed to do those uh or set jokes seth can't tell that's what it's called what else uh amber says what they've done that really really good job oh also i want to say i want to mention about um what each one of these people have done for the protests and everything i think fallon and colbert have done uh, an exceptional job uh, especially Colbert. Uh, same thing for the others. Uh, when I when I get down to them, but uh, they've all done really good jobs of covering things that are super serious and uh, talking about it. Um, let's see what else. Has. But his interviews, these interviews over Zoom, presumably Zoom, are just not as good as they should be, and it's tough. And this and that's and interviews, panel segments are you know two thirds of an episode of late night shows. So we got to figure out how to do this a better way. I think Kimmel's, uh, Kimmel works with um, Cisco Web Index, and I looked them up a couple weeks ago to uh, to get an understanding. Like, for the first time in a what, he's been on for, like, what, 11, 11 years? Something like that? 15? 11 years? 15? 11. 15? 11. Uh, he's, only, he's been on for that long, and I've been just been thinking, like, why does everybody else do Cisco Web Index? Like, that's the best one. And then I saw, I don't know, I don't want to say... I don't I don't remember where I saw I saw someone some other shows that that weren't late night I think they may be like news oriented shows have done Cisco web index and they look really really good um, or you know what stop shooting shows on iPhones <laughs> get a webcam get a 1080p webcam that's up to the broadcasting standards Seth Meyers exceptional work with ooh I should not do that that's a that's a racist symbol I believe uh, or it's a symbol that was adopted by uh, uh, by um the white Proud boys. Okay, Seth Myers, good job. Number one, a little late will Lily sing. she's been off for since since the pandemic began. but I realized this a couple of months ago when they were still airing new episodes, and there were no late nights like there was when this is like maybe late March early April, uh, right before Conan came back and Fallon came back, there were no late night shows on with the exception of Lily Singh. And they were airing four to five nights a week, something like that, you know, in the 1 a.m. slot. And I thought, how is this possible? How are they still shooting shows with audiences and all that stuff? And then I realized there's a squirrel slowly making his way to the car. uh, And I realized oh my gosh, they bulk shot this entire season of the show. And so the remainder of the season, like until May, they had like 30 more episodes. So I think they shot, you know, uh, you know, a hundred episodes. I don't know. I don't say hundred. Uh, but I know, I think they shot like dozens and dozens of episodes over the course of, you know, three, three weeks or so. Because, you know, sometimes the guests would be relevant, sometimes it wouldn't be, and it's only a half-hour show. But even still, they had, like, bits and jokes, and uh, I, this I, this is the same thing that TBS did with Pete Holmes' show, where it was, it was treated as a late-night show, but they bulk-shot everything, and so monologues weren't really relevant, and guests weren't really relevant. But, and then they aired it over the course of you know every day for uh five days a week for you know three months straight so that's the same approach that was taken there and i and it bothered me so much because i kept wondering why does she have new episodes why does she have new episodes no one else is back and i saw that um she uh <laughs> this uh i think she has there's a lot to improve on in this show i think it's it feels like and i said it when i watched the first episode it feels like and as much as I want to write in late night, I still have a lot to learn or write, period. Uh, it feels like this show was written by a bunch of, you know, 20 somethings, and there's like one person who's worked on late night, <laughs> period. <laughs> and like everybody else is like, a, uh, like I, I wrote a bunch of, uh, uh, YouTube sketches, and that was, and that's the bulk of it. Like they didn't do any news writing or anything like that. And, um, the sketches just aren't that funny and I hate to say that out loud, but you know, I there's a there's a lot of potential here to be on NBC and a woman in a late night space. Also she thinks she's the only woman in late night. Sam B has been around forever. Uh Joan Rivers did it. Um Michelle Wolf did it. Uh, and I know, you know, one of them is dead and one of them had her show canceled by Netflix, but it's still, you know, you, you're never the only woman in late night and just keep that in mind. Um, but you know what? Uh, I think they need to first time ever. I'm saying this, get an older group of writers (laughs) or, you know, have someone fat, just double, not fact check, double check the jokes. Say, dude, this really make us laugh. (laughs) But again, they're they're shooting in bulk, so maybe they're writing in bulk and they're just taking whatever they can get. What I'm saying is hire me and I'll make the jokes funny. Also, I think her sidekick's the DJ and get that out of there. We don't need that. Just this is late night. Camel Kimmel. Camel's doing a great job. Uh he his show was shot from his house before he went on a little break and he gave a show to the guest host. Really good job. Like I said, Cisco Web Index. Uh Cisco's cameras are just Insane, and the latency and everything is good. What happens is, for some of these shows like Kimmel's and I think some others, if you don't have the equipment, they'll just they'll send it to you, and and so it can look good. And then you know I, I assume they overnight it or something, and then you know you send it back. So I think every show should do that. Every network should give their shows the the budget to do that. I think that's great, or get somebody out there to shoot it with you. Uh, get it, you know, uh, for. I know when Gail Gail King is doing CBS this morning from, you know, her home or something, they are, uh, they have a a photographer, a camera guy, go out there and set up the cameras and and shoot with her. I think they should, uh, oh, the ESPN thing just came through, so hopefully that was loud enough. Uh, And they, I'll just mute the iPad, I'm so sorry, I should not have done that. Uh, But maybe, uh, you know, send a photog you know, a network photog out there to, to, to help with. Uh, Kimmel's, Kimmel's, uh, monologues are some of the best out there. One of the best out there is one of the best out there. And, um, the, his interviews are still really good. I think he's doing a great job. I Can't wait to see what happens when he comes back. Although his episodes have been only half hour long. So speaking of half hour, going to Conan, Conan's show was one of the first that came back and, uh, obviously he was going crazy. So we had to we definitely see him coming back and i th- it, you know this new this move to the largo for now largo theater largo cornet theater in uh, los angeles is really good because i uh, he's uh he needs a he needs a place to thrive and uh, now they can shoot with cameras and stuff and sometimes andy's there sometimes Sonam uh, sona Mosefian is there as an assistant and it's uh great sometimes there are i don't know, has there been a sketch in a minute i don't remember but his interviews are still good. Uh, I again over Zoom, the latency is an issue, but Conan's doing it, to it. Conan's Conan's doing it, to it. So I'm enjoying that. Full frontal Samantha B. She's shooting with her husband Jason Jones up in uh, New York's uh, suburbs. One of those suburbs up there. I think it's a very good translation of the show to the to the new uh, quarantine format. They're shooting in the woods behind their home and. Uh, it's it's great. They have a green screen out there, so they can do all the stuff that they need to do. And and uh, so Samantha B's show is different from others, just like John Oliver's is different, uh, because they she, what she does is they have like the first act one is like a, a long form story, act two is a long form story, and then act three is usually a pre taped story. And so uh, and they they send of their correspondents to do the stories, and it's and it's great it's 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 still it's like they can do that show without an audience no matter what um so yeah i really like uh full-time samantha b and you know conan she and conan uh both of their shows have been just major players when it comes to uh late night uh black lives matter and um uh whatchamacallit's uh just coverage of all that stuff uh also i want to say late night with Myers and Jimmy Fallon have been major players when it comes to getting place organizations like City Harvest and uh, World's Kitchen getting them money for uh, food and stuff for people around the world. So during the pandemic, and they, every single episode on Seth Meyers he mentions it after the monologue or the or closer look segment. And, uh, and yeah, I that's they're doing a great job. Samantha Bee is doing good. Daily Show and Trevor Noah was expanded. This is mid-pandemic. The show has been expanded to 40 minutes. Something like that. Uh, and and then I guess it takes up a whole hour on the, on the cable lineup, but it's been expanded to 40 minutes. The Daily Show team now has a chance to breathe. I think 30 minutes has been too short for Trevor Noah's show. Uh, they... They would always put the extended interviews on um, on YouTube, but or on ComedyCentral.com. But I do think that the show is so much better because they now don't have to. I don't want to say fit so many jokes in, but it's it's a better show because it's uh, there's again a chance to breathe, a chance to let the show be the show in a forty minute format. Speaking of things that are forty minutes, this episode. And, uh, and yeah, so uh, Trevor Noah, kudos to you and your team. Uh, the correspondents are getting in there a lot, too. Uh, and his interviews, he now he does, like, double interviews, which is great. Now you can talk to somebody who's pimping something, you know, a movie or a show. And then you can also talk to an activist or a mayor or somebody in some type of government, which is good. So Daily Show, Trevor Noah, Comedy Central is doing something right. You know, they keep canceling... Uh, shows left and right, they don't know what they're doing over there at Viacom's Comedy Central, Viacom's CBS's Comedy Central, but uh, Daily Show, they're, they're doing that really well. Uh, also, Trevor Noah's been very instrumental about uh, organizations, you know, uh, City Harvest and, and the rest. Uh, so that's good for Trevor Noah and uh, his team. Last week tonight with John Oliver, I think this show is so much better, so, so, so much better without an audience. Uh, I could... Maybe I can stand watching, you know, Colbert's audience because they clap, you know, 15 times out of 20 times. Uh, but, man, 20 times out of 20, Jonoffer's audience will clap for every single joke. And it is so annoying. But this guy, without an audience, everything comes across so much better. Uh, they don't have to do... And and also, they're not relying on these giant stunts anymore that, that are... Annoying, um, and so yeah, this the show now has a, a chance to go beyond what it was, and it's now instead of being a news magazine show, now it's kind of like now it has blossomed into this late night talk show, uh, late night show. Uh, the reason why I didn't keep Bill Maher is because there is, like I said, more panel, what whereas John Oliver. Even though they both cover the same news things, I think John Oliver is a better representation for HBO in late night. Uh, whereas, you know, I would consider Bill Maher not daytime talk show, but like late night talk show, late night chat show, panel show, whatever. So last week's night, so much better uh, with uh, without an audience. Also, i it's, I did a I did a writers' packet for them, and it did not go well because. Uh, you have to be doing a writer's packet. You got to write in the uh, the host voice, and I just don't have a. I didn't have a good grasp of that, uh, but I attempted it, and it was. And I got the email back that I didn't get the job, but it's still fine. It's good that I attempted. Daisies and Miro, very good show. Uh, it's these two guys who do not fit in late night. I'm gonna say it right now. They don't fit in late night whatsoever, but they're so funny. It's it's just two guys from a neighborhood. <laughs> uh put them put him in a house and get them together and put them in a house put them in a show get them together and uh they're both very funny this uh does take charge a lot um it's not a knock on miro but i had a friend point that out to me and now i can't i can't not see it <laughs> that he he's the one really taking charge on everything uh i do think that i wrote down I wrote down. Oh, so this is how early. So I wrote. I had this idea for a long, a long, long, long time ago. This late night report card thing. But I think uh, early on, Deuces and Miro, the writers would give them sketches to do, and those sketches, just not funny, not good, way too long, or they, you know, they're three minutes and they feel like forever. Uh, Those guys aren't sketch guys. They're more off the cuff in the moment guys. And I wish there was a better way to describe them, but that's what they are. They're not. They're not guys you sit down and say, "Here is a script. This is gonna be great." Like I remember, I think the first episode had that green book sketch, and or one of the first episodes, and it, it just wasn't good. The last one, the last sketch they had was uh, like Beethoven doing an Instagram live with Mozart. Um, I I can see the attempt. It's a funny idea. It just didn't pan out with them, and you know you know i mean there's different types of comedians out there uh and those guys are comedians and they're not like uh your youtube people i read an article in new york times today that talked about uh, all of the parties going on in los angeles and how uh creators are going to keep throwing them and uh and in the article uh the lovely my beautiful bride taylor lorenz described um one of the one of the guys there as a comedian, and I just thought, no, it's like, it's like, um, God, when is it? The NBA All Star Weekend when that famous Los person uh, there when that when that when he's playing the uh, All Star game, uh, the Celebrity All Star game, his Chiron always says comedian, YouTuber, and comedian, and that's just yeah, those aren't those words aren't synonymous. It's an oxymoron. Uh, anyway, back to Dacus Miro. Get, don't do the sketches. Just let them talk about the whatever news or movie, uh, movie trailers or music or you know even a meme or two. Uh, also, keep that internet stuff off of TV. This is for this is in general. Don't do memes. Don't do memes for anybody. This is for every single one of these late night shows. Don't do memes. All right. Don't do memes. Don't do it. I lose respect when I see. Um, CBS this morning, or Good Morning America, or the Today Show, talk about well, this this is a viral video. It's got it's got six hundred thousand views. It's a cat sneezing on a baby. Uh, I I I lose that, and I don't know if that's a meme or not. But don't do it. Don't just don't show it unless you're making fun of somebody. Like if it's a if it's a I don't know. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Don't bring things up from there <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you do this. Uh, I don't know how you do this if you can't do it from the internet. But let's see so yeah they're uh they don't do a lot of sketches when i think and like i think the writers know that but they still keep attempting to try because i because at the time i wrote this i wrote down green book sketch was the only one because like soon after they did not do sketches and then you know they've had maybe two since then including that beethoven mozart one on uh, instagram live doing the djing a set or something so definitely avoid that (laughs) please uh, but still, so funny, so funny. There and then, even over Zoom, even though there's still that Zoom lag, their interview style, like just you know, just telling jokes and and uh, just crapping on people. Just oh my gosh, it's so it's so great. I don't like it when they talk about Taylor Swift, but otherwise, it's so great. So they're so they're, I, I I like them so much. And finally. Patriot Act with Hasan Minhaj. This show's been off for a little bit. They come back for bouts of like eight episodes, but I think I read I read an interview or something like uh, that, along those lines, where Hasan Minhaj uh, said that during the pandemic, to shoot those episodes, they had, his producer was living with him or something like that. I don't know. Living with him and his wife. Uh, very interesting way to do it. But another show that benefits without having the audience there. <laughs> really, truly. Maybe I just hate audiences. Uh, I just hate they clap so much, but yeah, just a, another show that. Uh, and, and mind you, I only watched one episode from this latest batch of eight, and he's and now he's been off for a couple of weeks. But I think the show is you know that much better for not having not stopping every couple of seconds to acknowledge that there's a there's clapping going on, uh, and but the graphics are still really good, and that that show that's where that show uh, really shines and flourishes because. The graphics department does such a, a great job, you know, with the with the green screen work uh, compared to everyone else. So Hasan Minhaj's show, uh, I see, and and here's the problem: I can talk about the content every, of everyone else's show, uh, but well, most everyone else's show, but uh, Patriot Act is a little bit more challenging because it feels because whereas Last Week Tonight perfected the the late night uh god i I know i said it wasn't a news magazine but the late night news magazine long-form story uh patriot act does it but it does it in a way that you know what it's like a mix of a little late with lily singh and last week tonight Uh, and yes i understand lily and hassan are both of uh (laughs) are both brown people and i have to and i i'm sorry to compare them both like that but i just pressed a button and i don't know what it does 12 volt battery reset i hope that didn't make my car explode or anything uh but that it does kind of feel like that it feels like it's written by 20 somethings but they're but now instead of copying you know conan and letterman and stuff they also want to cop, they're now copying Oliver, which, I mean, is, I'm not, you know, obviously every other show is doing the same thing every other show is doing, uh, with the exception of Sam B, Trevor Noah, and John Oliver, and is Zamero, but it's, there's still, there's a way to do it and there's a way to not do it. And we got to stop doing, we got to stop doing references just for the sake of references. Uh, I also did another writer's packet where that was one of the rules. Reference, like I've never been able to put that into words. References for the sake of references aren't good for comedy for anything. Uh I was listening to Andy Richter's podcast, um, Three Questions, and he his guest was uh Demi Adigewebe, who who's also written for, you know, James Corden and uh the first season of Good Place and so, and he's done other, he's done some other odds and ends and things. And um and they were they started talking about stranger things and how that's references for the sake of references and it just like just saying like hey this is the 80s remember the 80s that just doesn't work and to get back to hassan minaj's show patriot act that's what that show does a lot uh it does a lot of you know you remember dvds (laughs) things that were so like yes i remember those so i think we can do we can just tighten it up a little bit better uh it's you know Lily Singh, Lily Singh, uh Hissam Minaj, Corden. I'll just tighten it up even, because we have to do these things. Um, whoa. <laughs> Ooh boy. Uh, so, yeah. any Hoosers, look. If you like the late night report card, it'll come back at some point. But for now, if you like what you heard here, Head to the website, cpluscomedy.com. It is so hot in this car. Where you can find interviews with your favorite comedians. And uh, hopefully I'll have that calcane up one soon. Up uh, one soon. If you want to see a video version of this show, head on over to youtube.com slash cpluscomedy to see me sitting in the car sweating my butt off. You can also see a premiere our premiere show, News Time, which is a, a news magazine show. <laughs> I guess favorite that. Uh, and it's all right. this week's episode is about Taylor Swift's folklore it's very late but by the time you listen to this it's probably up it is up Taylor Swift's folklore and I do an Anthony Fantano parody the needle drop uh, one of his review parodies up at the top of the episode talk about how folklore breaks records and stuff and how Taylor's good at genre bending and switching and all that stuff so yeah that's it if you want to follow us on twitter instagram at c comedy follow me on twitter instagram at chad black white like us on facebook rate review and subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts thank you for listening i oh snap i gotta bring up the uh outro goodbye <laughs>